Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe and Craig. We are here recording for you guys on September 21st. It is a Tuesday. It is around eh, 7.45 Eastern Time. We got a great show for you today, guys. We have a couple events to talk about. There were like four or five events over the weekend. Some of them standard, some of them Japanese. There was a ton of stuff. So we're going to kind of gloss over those uh, because it's in a weird meta spot. We're still not even at Lost Origin yet. We'll just kind of take our time, I guess, is probably the best way to do it. And then we will talk about new cards that finally got revealed to us. We finally have some cards that we've been waiting for for our Silver Tempest set. Uh, that is where we will close out the show. But first and foremost, Joe, how are you doing on this Tuesday evening? Or Wednesday evening. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. It's Wednesday. I said it was Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Still the 21st. It's Wednesday. How was your Wednesday? I'm exhausted. Beautiful. Fire. Well, you just you just got off of work like a little bit ago. Yeah, my knees are killing me. I'm on my feet for the majority of the day. Well, the good part is you're sitting right now, right? Yeah. I was going to say, hopefully you're not standing. You don't have a standing desk, though, do you? No. I don't want I, one. They're pretty nice to have the option. But, I, I mean, just like you, my job has me with my feet a lot, so I only really use it... I do use it during, like, football days when I'm watching a ton of football on my computer. Because I, like, my feet, like, my legs lose circulation because I cross my legs when I sit. It's, I need to stand. So I, I have that. But you're tired after a day of work. Anything else to update us on? You're still just, just hanging out? It's a busy couple of weeks. I'm jam-packed and I really don't want to be, but I don't have a choice. Yeah, that's how, that's how it be. I feel that I'm... I'm in the process of moving into a home, so I get that. Uh, most days are spent packing and driving and dropping off and going to work, and then after work, going back to packing, dropping off, and kind of just repeating that. Hopefully by this weekend, well, I don't really have a choice. By this weekend, it will be done, because by the following Monday, I have to be out of where I currently am. And hopefully... I guess, fingers crossed, internet's all situated, too, for next week. We should be fine and should be able to record, but just a heads up, there's always a shot that we could be just having, like, a quality change next week because although I will be able to record, I'm just hoping that all installation for the internet and everything else works out fine. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we're both pretty busy, it seems. We did get a chance, though, to watch some Pokemon over the weekend. You watched... Didn't you watch a Limitless event? I watched a little bit of everything. So I watched, I watched Baltimore. Yeah, we, uh, we both had Baltimore there was, a, there was a special event in Bilbao. Yeah, Spain. a place in Spain. Yep. Uh, I watched a uh, Champions League in Yokohama. And then on the side, I couldn't really find anything on it, but I did find like the top eight and like watch pictures of them and stuff from a Singapore regional. 
And there was also a regional in Porto Alegre in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there were five events over the weekend. That's a lot. It was a lot, and a lot of it was streamed as well. Yeah. The only one that was, uh, I guess, technically, uh, what's their career? <laughs> Sorry, my, my brain's so dead. Oh, Lost Origin? Yeah, so Singapore had Lost Origin. Yeah, that's interesting. Why did that happen? And Japan already has Lost Origin, or that, that whole oh, set. Oh, I guess oh, they it. use the Japan set. That's why. In Singapore, they use the Japan standard rotation. Oh, okay. That, that's why. I, I, I knew that. I, I For some reason, it didn't click. But even when you go to Limitless, you see that they both have standard JP. So they, they follow the Japanese set. Um. Yeah, we did. We watched a little bit of everything, so it's hard to even to even group them specifically and talk about them. I, I will. I will lead with. I know that there were some negative feedbacks from the Baltimore event. I guess if you're a listener that kind of keeps up with the Pokemon community, that that was a pretty heavy topic over the past week, and we're not really going to dive into it. But I, I, we know that it happened. In terms of Baltimore, though, because that was the biggest event, it was not Lost Origin. There were over a thousand players, which it it shouldn't have shocked me. It did in the moment, but it really shouldn't have because it's the first event of the season. You know, people are grinding for those worlds invite, and especially because it's in Japan, it's going to be a pretty big deal to get that together. So there were. Close to 1,100 players. And in the top eight, the way it ended up folding out, in eighth place, we had a Miltank Morpico. This is the Morpico with Torment, I believe. So locks down one attack. Seventh place, we had Mew VMAX. Sixth place, we had Radiant Charizard and Teleon. Fifth place, we had Mew. Fourth place, Ice Rider Palkia. Third place, the Regis. Second place, Mew. And in first place, getting its first win, and probably, it might be its only, just because of the little pocket meta we're in, Radiant Charizard and Teleon did end up taking the event. Um, If for some reason you don't know what Radiant Charizard does, it is the 160 basic. You can only have one of them in your deck, has the ability Excited Heart. This Pokemon's attacks cost one colorless less for each prize your opponent has taken, for one fire and four colorless you could use Combustion Blast for 250. Because it is a single prize deck, you are kind of able to map out that attack cost because your opponent has to take prizes to win. There's a lot of ways just to make sure that you always have this Charizard ready to go. It's pretty straightforward with Inteleon. It's just another partner for that card. I don't know. There's not. It's hard to even comment on this because the next event here, we're going to have Lost Origin. Yeah, like it's to me, it's obsolete. <laughs> yeah, it's really. just kind of like it's just kind of like shout out to this guy for winning a regional. Like it, it really is just like shout out to this player for 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 winning. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? I like, I thought I said we, we should probably talk more about the Singapore regional and Japan, really, to see what is coming up. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that, if you look at the champions, like now the tricky part too, though, is they have a completely different rotation in general. You know, like, there's sets that they still have legal that we don't, correct? 
Well, besides the things that are coming out, yeah. But so, we, we can take a look at their deck lists, and at a quick glance, there's nothing that's not available to us except technically the Lost Zone stuff. Right. And in their in their top eight, the first place was Giratina Lost Zone. Uh, you saw in second place and eighth place, we saw that Comfey Sableye build with the Cramorants. This has been the kind of trending single prizer build. With uh, any, already in Charizard in it. Yeah, well, honestly, any single prize deck is going to play Radiant Charizard. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, the only thing here that's not in that in that Lost Zone box is a Serena. Yeah. Uh, discard a card to three cards in your hand, then draw five, or switch your opponent's view with their active Pokemon. So funky card. Yeah. Which I think we're getting later, much later. Yeah. So I, it it was just kind of, I guess it is a good look into what's happening and what could be coming. Obviously we talked last week about how Giratina and these Comfey builds will be kind of taking form. A Rotom got on top eight. I don't have the list in front of me, but that's something that's coming out in Lost Origin as well. I don't know if we'll see a that deck was, like that. That was played in stream. It looks interesting. Did it look like a deck that we'll see in the Western meta? Uh, as a I, as a troll, like you might see a couple. So not really though anything. But on the flip side, it did top play get top eight and a over three thousand players. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, Japan's meta just plays out differently, but we still got to respect where the respect should be given. Yeah, and if that's if that's where they placed in a three thousand person event, I mean that's still good on them. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. I guess I I guess we should add in the special event in Spain, the winner ended up being a Mew VMAX, which again. Cool, we know it, it's there. There's really not much to say about it because we're about to have an entire meta shift very soon. In Singapore, the winner was Sableye Comfey. Um, the only notable different deck that Lost Origin will bring is we see that Kiram VMAX deck show up again with the Glaciated World ability. Uh, I could see that being played way more than I could see something like Rotom being played in the West. I'm expecting Giratina and Kiram to be the two decks that we see come out of this. Um, Comfey, Sableye will get played and we'll see play, but at least in NA, we like the big boys. And it's typically very rare that a single prize deck like Comfey, Sableye would take over cards like Giratina and Kiram VMAX with Palkia in a metagame where people tend to lean towards those stronger beefier cards am i am i right or am i am i off off base here no you're you're right don't say it very often but you're right yeah i appreciate that it's it's just like it's there for them they're gonna play it and comfy sableye will probably just be like a rogue a rogue tier two deck that exists and that's probably all it's gonna do any other comments from the events uh, so like me watching Baltimore wasn't too 
exciting. I was more paying attention to the Japanese meta stuff, to be honest. And I like what I see here. Um, I know I've been sour on the current standard rotation, but I, I think Lost Zone and Lost Zone being played a little heavier now, I think is healthy for the game, at least in my in my perspective. Because I think the biggest problem I've had in the last while was like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of hard decisions to be made in this past year or so. But it's not the decisions like you're going to go through Lost Star right now. So, for example, the Intellion line, right? Your decision is picking out what I actually want. Where this Lost Zone, where it's actually rampant and pretty decent, I like it. You have to get rid of cards out of your deck, and that's the more of a stressful decision. Like, can I be okay without this? Right. And I kind of missed that whole part about Pokemon last year, is I don't think that was really present with what the cards that we had. So I'm really excited to actually have this Lost Zone uh, part, is uh, this whole Lost Zone mechanic back in, and it actually be really good and decent. And just bringing a little more critical and permanent decision-making to the game. So I, 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 I'm, I'm happy that this is back. I am too. I'm excited for the change. I, I think it's a welcome change, especially in this period where we're waiting for rotation. I think people seem to be very excited about Lost Origin. So in general, I think it's just a very, generally a very exciting thing to to look forward to. And in our next regional, which I believe is the Peoria one next week, so not this coming weekend, but the one after, should feature Lost Origin cards. So we should be should be good to go there. Yeah. No, I said so like with the Intellion line, I think it just became almost, almost unhealthy to ha- able to access your entire entire deck. Uh, I think the whole thing of RNG was kind of out the window. Only if you prize three solvable, but yeah, you, you're the other cards in your deck only mattered if you had the dead draw. <laughs> yeah, and I understand that point of view absolutely. Well, from there we will move on. And talk about some cards, which I'm very happy we finally have. Because, really, it's been a lot longer than we typically have to wait. But we have cards here. So, I will be going down the list, find some things, talk about some cards. We'll discuss, argue, agree, disagree, call a card trash. Probably we'll call a couple cards trash. Uh, Then we'll get out of here. Do you want me to start with the non- Rule box or the rule box? Non. Ooh, non. All right. I'm going to bounce all around. I'm going to keep you on your toes here. Luckily, I'm not on my toes right now. So. Hey, facts. First up here is a bunch of mice. We have Morpico, Dedene, Pikachu, and Toga Demaru. Oh, God. The reason we are grouping them together. It's because they all have a similar mechanic. I guess. They all have one attack for a lightning energy. Even though Morpico's dark, even though they're a psychic, even though Toga tomorrow is a steel type, they all have an electric energy attack. Morpico's. For one lightning, Pico Bomber. You can only use this attack 
or you can use this attack only if your Dedene used Day Day Short during your last turn. This attack does 60 damage to each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. Some more Pico's got the spread. Day Day Short on Dedene. One Lightning, 60 damage. You can only use this attack if your Toga tomorrow used a Toga Dash during your last turn. The defending Pokemon is now paralyzed. So Day Day Short comes in, paralyzes, 60 damage. Toga tomorrow, 80 HP. For one Lightning, Toga Dash. 10 damage. Flip a coin if has this Pokemon is knocked out during your opponent's next turn. Your opponent can't take any prize cards for it. And finally, Pikachu, Lightning Energy, Pika Strike, 20 damage. And if your Dedene used Day Day Short, so back to the Paralyzed move, during your last turn, this attack does 180 more damage. Truth be told, it really just looks like the combo here is the Dene Pikachu and more Pico. Toga tomorrow just I I think it just needs to go away. Well These you, cards need the, are, you need the Toga tomorrow. I guess for the spread, don't you? No. You need well, that's more Pico. Well, I guess the way I'm looking at it is Wait, you, you need Toga tomorrow to start off. Without talking about tomorrow, you can't deny any. Without the oh, Denny, right, you can only attack. Yeah. God, these are bad, dude. I mean, at least in the pictures, they group them in with the other ones. I like that. I like when they use arts that combine different Pokemon and, like, a little bit of a link, but... But it also tells you, like, okay, make sure you do Togo Tomorrow first. You see the Dene, if you did Dene. If you Togo Tomorrow, you did Dene. And then Pikachu, yeah. they have Togo Tomorrow, Dene in there. So it kind of tells you on the card, make sure you use these people before you God, use uh, Pikachu. I mean, it's a cute little mechanic, but that's as far as it goes, correct? Uh, it's a weird hit and run. It's a it's it's a weird it's hit bad and run. hit and run. Like the nice thing, I guess you have different typings, but Togemar is only 10. Pikachu is, well, technically 200, I guess you can. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. Next up, we have Behem. LGM is just LGM. Behem is stage one psychic, ninety HP for one psychic, psychic sphere for thirty damage for two colorless Psy Arrow. This attack does sixty damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. Apply weakness and resistance, even if it is benched. Weak to dark and retreat of one. God, this would be so cool if it was a basic. So cool. I I don't know. I don't think it's good because it's a stage one. Not good. It's bad. I think it's a basic. You could do some stuff with it. Oh, yeah. But as a stage one, sorry, BHM, you are Garbo. Big Garbo. Big Garbo. Next up is the Metacham line. Metacham. All right, we'll go Metatite first. Metatite is a psychic type with 60 HP, has the ability Yoga Guard. As long as this Pokemon is on your bench, prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks, both yours and your opponents. So it can't be sniped on the bench. For two colorless, Psy Shot for 20 damage. Metacham, 120 HP, stage one, has the ability Opened Chakra. If you have exactly four cards in hand, this Pokemon's attacks cost three colorless less. 
Eager Kick, 80 damage. If your Pokemon has a Pokemon VMAX in play, this attack does 90 more. Weak to Dark, Retreat to 2. With Marnie and Judge, and getting 4 in a hand really isn't that hard, if that was your intention. But is Eager Kick even a good enough attack to justify that? Nope. It's bad. Anything where you have an exact count for a hand, bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Well, not even that. I think even four is okay. I'm just more talking about the fact that VMAXs aren't as consistent anymore. That too, but bad. Bad. You know what? I thought it was a cool little ability, but yeah, the attack just didn't didn't, didn't support the way that it needed to. But anything where you have the exact amount in hand, bad. Just bad. Yeah. That's facts. The next one here is the Archaeops line. I saved the Archaeops for last for a specific reason, and we'll kind of chain it into the next card we discuss after. Arkin is an Arkin. Archaeops is a colorless stage 2 because of an unidentified fossil, has 150 HP, and has the ability Primal Turbo. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for up to two special energy cards and attach them to one of your Pokemon. Then shuffle your deck. For three colorless, speed wing 120, weak to lightning, resist fighting, has a retreat of one. So you have this Pokemon, it's a stage two, it's got pretty beefy HP, and it's got an ability that is pretty strong. Here's the card it links to. We got Lugia. The poster child of the Silver Tempest set in November. We finally have it. We're going to dive into it, and you will see very soon how it relates to our friend Archaeops. Lugia V is a colorless 220 basic Pokemon. For one colorless wind reading, discard a card from your hand and draw three. For four colorless, arrow dive 130, and you may discard any stadium in play. May. Weak to lightning. Yeah, you may. May. Weak to lightning, retreat to two. Lugia V star, 280 HP for four colorless energy. Storm dive. 220, and once again, you may discard the stadium in play. Its ability, Assemble Star. This is its V-Star power. You may use this during your turn. Choose up the two colorless Pokemon from your discard pile, except for Pokemon with a rule box, and put them onto your bench. Sweep the Lightning, and has a retreat of two. So now, we get to some, like, mustard, um... The Rapid Strike style, the Archies, the, the, the supporters that can pull Pokemon regardless of evolution line from the discard onto the bench. So Lugia's ability can assumably bring an Archaeops onto the bench. Using Primal Turbo, it can get the energy it needs to use Storm Dive much quicker than, than anticipated. It can even get two of them because it doesn't look like... Is Archaeops limited? Like, uh, can two Archaeops be used? It looks like it can be. Yes. So if you get two Archaeops, you could even do, like, double turbo, play with some powerful energies. You could really ramp up Lugia in a very, very interesting way. I I don't know offhand. There's obviously, like, Chinchino. Like, there's colorless cards that can also take advantage of this. 
But I guess we'll look at this in two ways. We'll look at Lugia just as a card, and then we'll look at Lugia's engine in comparison to Archeops. Because I think it's safe to say that Archeops is probably the safest partner for the Assemble Star ability. But I first want to ask you, what is your general opinion just on Lugia V-Star? It's four colorless attack, it's ability. How do you view it? It's doable. I'm really surprised they didn't give Lugia a free retreat. 220 consistently if you do have the Archeops in your play. Um, it's doable, it's just not my cup of tea. That's kind of where I have a hard time with it, so... It, the the combination works great. Uh, but if you have Path to the Peak, then you're kind of just kind of screwed for a bit. Until that goes away, so... As long as you don't get Path and you can do those and get a couple Archeops out, great. You got your engine, but what kind of happens after that? You have to rebuild. Well, I also wonder what the partner is for this card. Outside of the engine. You know what I mean? Like, who's the attacker that's going to be with this card? Yeah, it's... There's still other Pokemon to be talked about and released. Right, right. there's also new cards that, like you said, haven't been released, but... We also got to keep in mind that Archeops can just search up special energy. Mm-hmm. So, because Lukey is colorless, I this will be experimented with. And like, I'm kind of with you where it's not necessarily my cup of tea. I like ramp decks, but these the decks that are super like, I need Archeops. I must have Archeops. If I don't have Archeops, I can't do it. It's a little too narrow-minded of a deck for me but i'm really curious to see who the partner is this might be fine in uh glc oh i love archaeops in glc i mean you have crazy code porygon z and our buddy nick plays colorless but you also have you already run an identified fossil for aerodactyl so i don't i don't i don't know if it's worth it we have to talk to him but there may be a situation where you might be able to drop the Porygon line, add Archeops as a like a, 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 a split evolution option for unidentified fossil. I'm not sure if that's practical. Because, I don't. I don't think you do that. Well, it's just an it's an option. I don't. I don't know because it could. You could open up. You could open up an extra card in the deck by doing that. You know. Yeah, you could. You could you could take that sixty card deck down to a fifty nine card deck because of this change, and you still have other attackers, and you don't need the energy in hand. You can just go get it. Um, but then again, there's also the argument that you could just be greedy and have both. There, there's worlds for all of that. Um, but Archeops is very good in GLC. I just, I really do wonder who's Lugia's partner beyond Archeops because it's definitely got another one as an attacker. Maybe we haven't seen it, or maybe it's just sitting here and we aren't even talking about it. Unknown V, Psychic type, 180 HP. Basic for one, Psychic, Confuse Seal. 30 damage, your opponent's active is now confused. Three, Colorless. Victory symbol. If you have one prize card left using this attack, you win. Good job. It's weak to dark and has a retreat of one. Unknown V-Star. 250 HP for one Psychic Tri-Power. Flip three coins. This attack does 70 damage for each number of heads. 
For three colorless, it's V-Star Power. Until this Pokemon leaves play, it gains an ability that has the effect all of your opponent's Pokemon Pokemon's weakness is now Psychic. So, for a three colorless attack, it has an ability that states as long as it's on the field, all of your Pokemon are weak to Psychic. It's weak to Dark and Retreat of One. That's a lot to get to that point. Yeah. But if I, you have Archeops... I do want to say, though, I really like the design of this card. The attack. I, I like the V-Star power. I think it's cool that you can add a different weakness to the game. I, I do think that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's practical. More than likely, it's not. But I just want to say that I appreciate the V-Star power. I think it's unique. I think it's really cool. And I think I don't think anyone ever predicted we would be getting an unknown V-Star. Do you have any comments on the card? Um, I really don't. And that that ability, if you can pull it off, great. I just I don't know. It it, it seems like a a climb to get there. It, it it is too much. You're probably never gonna do it. I just I just appreciate it for what it is. Someone will tempt with it, but no. Yeah, not not on the big stage. Following those cards, we did get a Shaman promo. It's just a baby Shaman. 70 HP, Flower Lift. Shuffle up the two energy cards from your discard pile into your deck. Two colorless, rear kick for 30 damage. It exists. It's there. Before we leave, we have two more cards. They are items. First one is Grove Tablet. Grove Tablet is a tool that states... The Pokemon V this card is attached to could use this V-Star power. Star Alchemy. It's an ability. During your turn, you may search your deck for any one card and put it into your hand and shuffle your deck. So, a nerfed version of what you got your boy Arceus V-Star doing. Earth Tablet is the second one. Once again, it's a tool that gives a Pokemon V an extra V-Star power. For three colorless, Star Gravity... Put damage counters on all of your opponent's Pokemon V until they each have 100 HP remaining. I like Grove Tablet a bit more because you can use it on a V and not even a V-Star. Is Earth Tablet even worth it? So, to me, potentially. I don't think this will be the end of this. You might get another run of something here and there. You give the VMAX some V-Star viability. V's and V-Stars. Going into the next rotation of stuff. I think that's where it really comes into. Is that you have the V-Stars that... or Sorry, not V-Stars, but VMAXs that need a little boost, even though they're three prizers and have big things. But right. I think this may change the, the utilization of them. That's fair. I'm curious to see, because we've had like, like the, 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 the Z stones showed up too late. Yeah. 
So the question is, are these going to be impactful for long enough? They've showed up on time, but like, what are people going to do with it? I am curious. I think searching for a card is really awesome. I guess to your point, the Earth tablet could be really cool. My concern is that it's too slow. Like, you know, you spread all that damage and then you have to start hitting. And I guess it's really good if you're ahead, but if you're at the mid or late game point, you're never using this V-Star power because I, I, I think at least because you don't, you're not doing enough to kill, to, 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 to kill your opponents or make your opponent's Pokemon faint quick enough. I feel like a hundred damage or, or lowering everyone to a hundred HP, I guess you instantly make everything basically a one shot, but what's the cost of doing that for that turn? You know, maybe you could have knocked something out in the active instead. I just don't know if it's worth it. I have no clue, but I guess, I guess it is what it is, and we'll see. Are there any any extra thoughts you have on these cards before we, uh, before we head out of here? No. All right. Well, what else do you got to say to the the to the crowd before we leave? Everybody have a good, wonderful, fantastic weekend. Uh, go out there, play some Pokemon. I know I'm. Gonna try. Hopefully, I got some time to do it, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Yes, enjoy your weekend. Spend time with family and friends. Thank you for supporting us as you do each and every week. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>